Welcome back to Bruins Tape to Tape. I'm Caroline, your host this week, and I'm joined by Maria. Hey, Maria. Hey, Carolyn. I hope you uh, enjoyed the uh, U.S. Thanksgiving holiday. Sadly, I'm not quite sure that the uh, Bruins have enjoyed the Thanksgiving <laughs> holiday weekend. Yeah, I think uh, perhaps too much turkey and stuffing. Let's hope <laughs> for the for our Boston Bruins. Um, well, we've got a ton to talk about this week, uh, especially compared to last week. We've had four games, uh, a lot of things to talk about in all of these games. So let's set the table. Um, we'll we'll definitely kick off with. Uh, a more fun and lighthearted topic because it's about to get real sad in here. Uh, we love pasta as our fashion icon. Uh, I saw recently uh, you shared with me a picture of him that was floating out there on the interwebs in his flower suit. What do you think about these outfits? I love them. <laughs> Listen, I, not something I would wear. I don't know about your fashion sense, but if anybody can pull off a suit of that magnitude, it is pasta. Absolutely. The the, the, the arrival to the rink in Florida <laughs> in floral bouquet draped all over him just made me made me chuckle. You know, when you score 60 plus goals and you make $11 million a year or whatever, you can go wear for whatever it. the hell you want. <laughs> you can, yeah, he can go Lady Gaga for all I care, show up in a meat suit, whatever. He's He can do what he wants and he pulls it off because he's so goofy and fun and we love him. Um, so today we're going to check in on where we're at with the team. Uh, are we nervous? Are we not nervous? Um, we'll talk about a couple of our favorite players, our veterans, and kind of hold them up to a little bit of a higher standard than some of the other guys on the team. And um, just kind of lament over what happened and how we feel about it. So um Maria, you you shared with me today a great definition of adversity, right? We've we've talked about this in the past, you know, especially last season, like, oh, the Bruins, they didn't really face any adversity. This is going to be the year of adversity. And then we started off with the first 17 games, knocking it out of the park. Are we experiencing adversity right now? Are we just in a little bit of a post-holiday slump? What? What is your take? What's happening? Well, the the definition of adversity is a state or instance of serious or continued difficulty or misfortune. <laughs> in my mind, this <laughs> describes the Boston Bruins in a nutshell in the last three games. Now, this is not something that we saw at all last season. And you know there there were there was discussion with the historic run that the team was on last season about when are they going to face adversity? We want them to face adversity. Everything is coming too easily for this team. Well, folks, you wanted adversity, you got it right now <laughs> with the last three games because this is mm -hmm. as bad a run of hockey as I have seen the Boston Bruins play in, in quite some time. And, you know, normally you're just looking at, you know, one or two guys 
that may be struggling, or, you know, sometimes you've got your goaltender who was struggling. But in this instance, in these three games, yeah. I'm not really sure that I can find hmm. a good player to yeah. point out. Yeah. It's, yeah, I will say, uh, I would rather be facing this adversity right now in November than in April, as we saw this past year where the Bruins finally faced some adversity and it got them knocked out of the first round. So if if everyone has to pay that price at some point in the season, uh, yes, please let it be now and let's move on <laughs> from and, it. And I, I know that all teams go through this. The, the, the Vegas Golden Knights are, have hit a rough patch. Yep. The Maple Leafs have hit a rich, rough patch. But you know what? I don't care about that. I right. care about the Boston Bruins. Yeah, and I care absolutely. about how our team is yep. is showing it itself. Yes. And I, I don't believe that the the Bruins are as bad as they have seemingly been showing themselves to be no. during these three games. Now, did we see some signs of potential slippage over the first 17 games? I believe so. There, yeah. there, there were on more than one occasions, you know, um, odd man rushes, breakaways, but those things were being masked because your goaltenders were playing out of their ever loving minds. Yes. Now everyone <laughs> is seemingly coming back down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, um, We talked about this early, early in the season where, you know, on paper, we've got this great set of defensemen. Uh, they've not been really executing exactly, you know, in sync, if you will. Uh, so, but it wasn't so bad. And like you said, the the offense was hot, the goaltenders were hot, and so it, they kind of covered all manner of sins. I definitely feel like the last three games, uh, if you were to title it something, it would be a series of unfortunate events, <laughs> like the book series, the movie series, because it that's what it felt like. It, everybody was off uh, people were making ridiculous mistakes um so it was but they very strange be, yeah but they seem to be making the same mistakes oh yeah over and over and over again yeah and you know so you know what does monty have to do against the new york rangers mm -hmm. he has to call he calls a timeout he's telling them they're playing too slow the message gets through. Yeah. They show some pushback. Mm -hmm. And then by the time we get to the, the, the third period, the flipping game is over. Yeah. And out of out of desperation last mm -hmm. night, because that's to me what a move such as, you know, pulling Jeremy Swayman in the yes. second period, being down only two to nothing and only having faced 17 shots. Yeah. Pulling him to send yet another message right. to the team. 
Now, it doesn't, from from what I'm reading and seeing, it doesn't sound like Jeremy Swayman was at all um, thrilled that he was pulled from the game. I can't say as I blame him because, again, they were only down two to nothing. However, it seemed like it could have been more than two to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. That was a move. That was more of a statement that Montgomery was making to the rest of the team, almost as if to say, look at what you guys made me do. I had to take him out because you guys are so terrible. Like, you've lost the privilege of Jeremy Swayman. Look at what we had to do. So, yeah, I I, I would hope that... Certainly, I don't think that Jeremy Swayman should feel embarrassed or anything about his performance in those 17 shots. I don't, please. It was beyond, it was more about the team than him in that moment. I I will say, I think the first goal was a little bit leaky. Mm. The angle that it, it, the angle that it went in on. But you know what? Mm -hmm. Again, given the way that both Swayman and Linus have been playing up until recently, um, I'm I'm not going to get on their case, but you no. can't you can't keep having your goalies facing huh. 38, 40 shots a flipping night, and those are shots on goal. The number of shot attempts that these uh, last three games that the opponents have attempted, I mean, it's outrageous. It's, and that just tells you how easy right now it is for the opposing team to waltz right in to the to the Bruins defensive zone and just take shots like that shouldn't even be happening <laughs> it shouldn't yeah, be happening the, the the last the last solid period of hockey mm-hmm. consistent solid period of hockey that the Bruins played was the third period against the Florida Panthers Right before yep. Thanksgiving, it was a three to one win. They literally put on a clinic Ugh, in the yeah. third period. Mm-hmm. You know, forwards were back checking. The yep. defense did a great job keeping everything to the outside walls. Mm-hmm. And then in the blink of an eye, right, in the blink of an eye, fast forward to the Red Wings mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yep. I think what's been the most disappointing part for me is the almost like a a lack of response to the failures. So, for example, what we've seen leading up to this stretch, if the Bruins had a game where they performed relatively poorly. Maybe they lost in overtime. Maybe they barely won. Maybe it was a low quality win or whatever. It was just not up to par. What we would then see is the next game, they come flying out, you know, like they've been shot out of a cannon, take control and dominate to say, nope, we got the message. We're on it. We're we're killing it. You know, I think my my I think one of the best games of the season that they've had, especially, and this was one where they that was a response game, was the game against Dallas in Dallas. And I haven't seen that since maybe the sec 
second Montreal game where they came out and they were like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to take care of business. And they come in and they did. And it wasn't a slog. It wasn't a challenge. It wasn't like crazy hard work to get that win. You know, it was it's just been really disappointing to see that lack of uh, response for sure. Yeah, and 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 to the credit of the t- the opponents that the Bruins have faced in these in these three stretches of games, they are taking full advantage of the mistakes. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Are making full mm-hmm. advantage as yep. any good team should. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I I just want to share some some statistics now, just for. You know, our listeners who I'm sure are all very well aware of of (laughs) what transpired in in these games. But, you know, on the 24th, they lost to the Red Wings at home in the day after Thanksgiving matinee, five to two. They were they were destroyed by the New York Rangers. I mean, that's the only word I can think of destroyed. Yeah. Seven to four. Not only did they get destroyed scoring wise they got destroyed in the faceoff dots the rangers won 41 faceoffs good grief to only 29 hmm. from the bruins and that was an area that the bruins had been doing so well yeah okay. yeah and then and then we have the game last night against the lowly blue jackets folks okay the lowly blue jackets <laughs> Where that stupid cannon went off five times. And the Bruins <laughs> only scored twice. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, again, so in, in those three games, in those three games, okay, the opponents have scored mm-hmm. 17 goals to only eight by the Bruins. The shot total for the opponents, 107 shots on goal. To 91 That's insane. Bruins. Insane. That's insane. Okay. That's insane. Face-offs. Opponents have won 104. Bruins, 93. Here's the real alarming statistics. Giveaways. 22 by the Boston Ooh. Bruins. 22 yep. giveaways. Now, let me, let me just add to this table of stinkiness right now. <laughs> This garbage can. (laughs) This garbage, right. Let me just pile some more garbage in there. In these last three games, our veterans, our Mm -hmm. leaders, okay? Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Pavel Zaka, Charlie McAvoy are all minus six. Yeah. Derek Forbort, minus four. Jake DeBrusque, minus three. Geeky, minus two. Grizzly, minus two. Okay. So that to me tells me not only, not only is the opposing team scoring when our best players are on the ice, our best players are not being defensively responsible. (laughs) No. 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 It's interesting, um, you know, that you say that, uh, as you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Morning Brew. And one of the things that uh, 
Billy Jaffe has talked about a lot, and, and we I see it too, is they are making plays that are very low reward and kind of high risk. Like, what are you doing? Why are you... It's almost like they're they're dumb plays. They're not smart plays. And last, last night's game, the Columbus game, I think was a perfect representation, an obvious example of every little thing that's been kind of piling up into yes. this moment because and it was broken yes it was it was like if 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 you've heard us talk about something and you've thought well i don't know if i've seen it last night was you saw it last night because there's always going to be little things that maybe different fans and and experts and analysts and whatever will will pick up on but last night all of those things were there and blatantly obvious you know you had uh foolish stick penalties i'm looking at you hampus lindholm um i i can't anymore <laughs> sticks with these guys i, I know I, I hear you screaming I, it from my house three hours away literally <laughs> i am literally going to go to the bruins training staff and tell them to super glue yeah. the damn sticks into the palm <laughs> of their gloves yeah and that includes and that includes Jacob Truba, too. Wow. Well, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you've got um, lack of physical response, lack of uh, just in general response, especially from uh, our, our, our three leaders, right? So in the past, in previous seasons, in previous years, when the Bruins have been really, like, struggling in a game, you would see Brad Marchand just come out there and either – you know, grab that puck and do one of his fantastic little maybe shorthanded plays or just get really physical and lay out a hit. Um, you're not even seeing that from these guys, right? Like Martian, I don't know. He's falling asleep out there. Chucky, he's not throwing his weight around. He's a big boy. And Pasta, I mean, I, I, I the number of times he had a chance that was like served on a silver platter and it got fumbled uh, he didn't miss but there were two occasions where I, I don't know what happened but the and that puck should have gone right in and it didn't so and, it's know, like everything again, that could have gone wrong did right and and they're and uh, they're not getting any bounces going uh -huh. their way uh -huh. you know they're they're hitting they're hitting some iron but but you got to make your luck you got to right. make your bounces you got to work yep. For that stuff. And and I'm not saying, you know, again, I'm not saying that they haven't worked at all in these games. Sure. But they're just troubling signs mm -hmm. that yeah. I don't know how they're going to remedy it. Now, there, there's been some talk made of the fact that they haven't had a lot of practice time available yes. yep. to kind of clean up some of these areas of concern. Yeah. So I believe that they were off today. They're going to practice tomorrow. They're playing the San Jose Sharks on Thursday. One can only hope that the results that we expected when they played the Columbus Blue Jackets last night yep. will come to fruition on Give Thursday night. And yeah. they get a win. 
yeah. um, against a team who they should be better mm-hmm. than. Yep. But yeah, you know, the the other the other thing that is becoming painfully obvious to me mm-hmm. in watching the liberties that the Florida Panthers took with Charlie McAvoy mm-hmm. and others in that game. Yep. And, you know, the liberty that, you know, the um was taken with, with Pasta last night mm-hmm. where Curtis Martin takes a swipe at him yep. with with his goalie paddle. You know, mm-hmm. and, and Pasta does a great job of not really reacting, but seemingly looking at him and saying, dude, what's your problem? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, he Pasta's getting roughed up right. by like one that's... of the, the Blue Jackets defensemen. And, yeah, and no. you know, Pasta needs to defend that. himself. So right. it's becoming painfully obvious to me yeah. that they need some toughness. They yeah. thought they had that toughness. And now he's away from the team for likely, I would guess, and I'm no expert. I don't know anything. I'm not sure we're ever going to see Milan Lucic back on the ice again this season. So that begs the question of, you know, Don Sweeney, what are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? Because you're not tough enough. And, And these teams, like the Panthers, like the Rangers. They're going to push it. Like they're going to push it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I I think I'm not in crazy panic mode yet and I will tell you why. Because of the bright spots that I did see that you know, in the New York game, even though that was hands down on the whole the worst game I have seen them play in a very, very long time. Um, Charlie Coyle, holy cow. He he and his line, they showed up. They were the only ones who showed up to that game. It was basically the New York Rangers versus those three guys. Um, last night's game, they had stretches of shifts where you were like okay we are moving we are getting somewhere and then it stopped so it was almost kind of like a car that just couldn't quite get going and so because all of those games and and there were moments as well even in the Detroit game um there because we I still see these glimpses of their excellence to me uh because these games are not 100 percent stink bombs i think perhaps like you said it's either maybe they need more time practicing to refine the plays you know doing that constant rote physical memory piece of it chemistry whatever uh i don't think certainly that it's a lack of talent or a lack of ability because they are phenomenal they still show us this in every single game it's just they're not doing it for 60 minutes and that's the problem so why you know what i'm saying so i don't love the situation that we're in certainly uh in terms of bringing in another human being the the free agency pickings are slim especially for what's affordable at this point you basically can only bring in somebody who was Prorate them for a million bucks at this point because 
you know, uh, so I don't know what's going to happen next. We'll see what these three days do if they lay a stinker on Thursday. Then I might be nervous, but we'll see. And and they don't have to be necessarily that perfect team on Thursday. I I need them to I need them to play. Give me fifty minutes. Give me fifty minutes, <laughs> and then we'll see where we go. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm trying not to be nervous. <laughs> I'm mad, but I'm not oh, no. scared yet. It's, it's right. And and it sounds like, you know, I'm I'm dumping all over them. Nah. And, you know, maybe I am a little bit, my, <laughs> you know, my frustration in, you know, seeing, you know, a roster that has, has yeah. depth and has yeah. talent to, to, you know, seemingly seeming like they're they're feeling sorry for themselves to some degree. Oh you know, yeah. And, and I thought and I thought for sure, you know, when Charlie Coyle made the comment that he made after the Rangers game yeah. about their level of play being unacceptable. Yeah. That I thought for sure we would see again yeah. them come out last night with yeah. a good amount of jump in their skate. Yeah. And you know, tenacity and, you know, some physicality. And it just, you know, didn't seem to happen. And, yeah. and part of the problem for, for me is it's got to be so mentally and physically fatiguing yeah. to have to play from behind yes, game after game. Mm-hmm. You have to work all that much harder Yes. To get yourself back in the game because you're constantly chasing the game. Yep. Yeah. And on top of that, all these, you know, mental mistakes that they're doing, these, um, you know, accidentally shooting the puck over the net or oh. just taking some stupid, like, not just the stupid stick penalties, because that's used being an idiot, but like actually making a mistake that results in a penalty last night with Lauko. I mean, oh, I could feel his frustration through the screen as soon as his stick went out of his hand because it was all tangled up in what's his face and the arm goes up and you could just see he was, oh, his head to the ceiling. Like, I can't believe that I just did that, you know, that, and then you're sitting in the penalty box for those two minutes and you're beating yourself up and it's just it it's one thing after another i mean last night two guys i can't remember now who but they ran into each other <laughs> i said in our discord i'm like the kids don't run into each other that much on my daughter's 8u team so come on guys come well, on what game was it that uh, i can't even recall what game it was that charlie mcavoy trucked matt matt patra oh yes he had, he had to have help. Mean, again, it was inadvertent, but it just is, you know, yeah. it's just I think it was New York. Typical of when, <laughs> you know, when things go bad, everything goes bad. Yeah. And, you know, he had to go down in the tunnel. He came back. Yeah, yeah he probably had to go sit in the dark room for right. 10 minutes. For then... 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that in a nutshell sums up. Yeah. Like, if you didn't have shit luck, you wouldn't have any luck right, right. now during this, this stretch. Yeah. So... Uh, we'll see. I hopefully they can spend these 
three days just, I don't know, clearing their mind, go on a yoga retreat or something and just get out of your own way. Because quite frankly, that's what's been happening. They're getting in their own way and it just makes things worse. So it, it'll be interesting to see who gets the start Thursday night. Hmm. Yeah. How, how Montgomery and, 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 and speaking of, of Jim Montgomery, this, this, this is where he's going to earn his keep because he didn't have to, he did not have to deal with any adversity for the most part last season. Very, very little adversity last season. And here we are, you know, I don't even know if we can call this the midway point of the season now. You know, we hit Not the quite, US yeah. Thanksgiving threshold. You yeah. know, the quarter of the way. Good, they're in a good spot. You know, yeah. right now they're a playoff team. And yep. I know it, you know, they're still the you know, the second or third best team in the league at this point. I I, yeah. I get all of that. But yep. this is when the coach has yeah. a real test in terms of how do I get this team back up and running again, getting yep. some confidence back in my players? Yeah. How do I get some guys going that we need to get going? He's He's got a full plate between now yes. and, and Thursday. Yep. If uh, if Jim Montgomery had hair, I'm sure right now it'd all be white. Because <laughs> I, would, I would be in the same position. It's, yeah. This is, yeah, he's... He's got to figure out how to, I don't know, light a fire under under those veteran players because, you know, we let's talk about Brad Marchand because he's one that I have always said he's a he's going to be a great captain because he leads by example. If the team is down, he goes out there like I said earlier already today. And he starts throwing his weight around or he does something to just get the team going again. He's a spark out there. I haven't seen that. You know, he's he's making plays and he's doing, you know, his thing here and there. Maybe, you know, heavy is the, the head that wears the crown. Maybe it's a lot well, more. You know what? And, and I don't know. It's a it's a valid point, and again, you know, we we go back because you and I like to listen to Morning Brew, mm-hmm. um, and Billy Jaffe and Andrew Raycroft, and they they touched upon this during one of their recent podcasts, and that you know his level of responsibility has yeah. increased. Yeah, you know that's not just a C you wear on your jersey. Mm-hmm. There's you know there's a lot of communication conversations. Um, you know, to some degree, maybe some organizational stuff that he's yeah. now responsible for as yeah. a, the captain of, yeah. you know, an original six franchise who, oh, by the way, is, not, you know, celebrating its centennial. Right. So, um, you know, maybe maybe some of that is is weighing on him. Yeah. But, you know, he he needs to be better. He needs to be better. You know, pasta needs. Now, again, I can't, you know, I mean, I know pasta's minus six, but, you know, pasta's getting his looks. He's he's getting his looks. The the rest of these guys are seemingly not getting their looks. Yeah, it's um, it's a curious thing because 
Bergeron made it seem look so effortless and certainly the same thing with Chara. Um, but every person is a different person and this, you know, maybe this is a more of a demand on him than it was for the others or whatever, right? It, you know, I do imagine that being the captain of a team you're not just a player anymore. You probably do have some more quote unquote administrative responsibilities. And <clears throat> maybe again, it's, it's a mental situation too, right? It's, he's got all this other stuff that's on his mind and all this stuff that's going on. And it kind of takes away maybe a little bit of that spark. Who knows? But I agree with you then that's where his alternate captains could be stepping in because uh, the two of them have served in that capacity in a, on a rotational basis last season. Weren't there like five of them? Yeah. <laughs> five. So they've been in that position too. And who knows, you know, maybe it's a different dynamic and whatnot. But okay, so where where are they then in this let me get out there and motivate the team. Like if one of the two of them is hypothetically going to be the next captain of the Boston Bruins, uh, guys, <laughs> I'm not seeing it. So I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I think I, you know, I'm, I'm expecting on Thursday to see some line shuffling. Yep. It you know, in an effort to remedy some of these and, and not just with with forward lines. I'm I'm thinking, you know, that we maybe will see some adjustments with defensive pairings as well. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, I don't For Forbert and Shattenkirk together have not been bueno. Yeah. And and I know they don't like to split up Grizzlick and McAvoy. Um but you got to do something. They got to do something, right? Yeah. And that's why Monty's going to get paid the big bucks, right? Yeah. That's why he's getting paid the yep. big bucks. Um, it's it's a little disappointing that we know that that's what's going to happen with some of the line shuffling because, like, I thought we finally had settled into a rhythm and a routine. Right. Uh, I agree. And, and so I've it's just kind of a bummer. Right. Yeah. I had been calling for that. I, I honestly don't want him to touch the coil. Oh, no. Freddie JVR line. No. Because that don't, has don't been their some... most consistent. Mm hmm. Yeah. Consistent line throughout this stretch of adversity. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll all be surprised. Uh, by not surprised by the surprise that will be those lines, I guess. And. Well, we'll see what happens with the practice lines tomorrow when they... Uh... Yes. Yep. That's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be telling. Um, because like you said, I, uh, you know, the our upcoming games, um, San Jose, they did just beat Vancouver, right? Recently, I believe that was this, this past week. Um, so they aren't totally uh, dead in the water. They... They have five wins. <laughs> well, even, a, even a squirrel gets a nut every now and then. 
Yep, yep. So they're five, fifteen, and two. Uh, the, that poor team. Um, and then they're going to be playing Toronto, who's and that's, based... that's hockey night in Canada. Yep, Oops. and and they're subpar right now. And I say that objectively, even though subjectively they are always subpar. <laughs> uh, they're ten, six, and three. Um, you know, they're they're top guys. Barner and uh, Matthews, they've been not particularly busy. So it's its very interesting kind of what on earth is going on with the league. Um, you know, not to get too far ahead into our like around the rink and stuff. And I'm going to post this video uh, in our show notes. There's a great YouTube channel called Hockey Psychology. They're great. And uh, they had a video this week basically saying it's been a spicy week in the NHL for all these crazy things that are happening, both with all out brawls out on the ice to just players who you'd expect to be doing well, all of a sudden just not. And these teams, like this is, this is another example that you've got these, these players who are also just, it's what's going on out there, right? San Jose again, beating Vancouver, the, the Leafs kind of just, doing great not doing great doing great so it's all up and down and it's crazy uh toronto still just like the last time um before we played them um their goals for and their goals against are dead even (laughs) so (laughs) that hasn't changed they're both 65 65 um so I I really, really am hoping for a positive outcome with the San Jose game to give the Bruins some confidence going into going in going into and they're gonna Toronto. be in Toronto, right? right? Because then they're home against Columbus. Right. So another, you know, vengeance back game. Back to back. Another Which, back to back. Again, I I I do enjoy parts of the schedule. The fact that that this is happening, especially with these teams that we we're, that the Bruins aren't playing very often, that they play them, and then like a week later they play them again. Uh, it does make for an exciting rematch potentially. So we'll see if we'll have a vengeance against Columbus on on the third. But I don't know. I'm 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 nervous for that. At least I just don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be disappointed. Well, um, I'm going to say this again because, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I expect a bounce back game. I, I expect hope so. a bounce back game. Yeah, 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 definitely. A- a- any anything anything less, you know, if 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 this goes into you know a four game skid, um, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm I'm not sure how they're going to address it, but let's. You know. Well, let's put it this way. The Minnesota Wild uh, fired their head coach after seven straight losses. Oh, let's hope that well, I didn't want to entertain such an idea. Um, but yeah, so around the rink, I mean, that's that's happening. That's also part of the chaos, like this insane week in the NHL of things that are happening. We've got a head coach already out. Uh Poor Taylor Hall. Don't forget, <laughs> we, we already had we ha- already had one dismissal in Edmonton. Oh, that's true. I forgot about them <laughs> in the night. <laughs> I forgot about them. This is this is the second um, NHL head coach to yep. to have lost um, have lost 
his job um, yeah. at a relatively early point in the season. Although Edmonton, they were really bombing out there. I Whatever is, was has been happening in Minnesota wasn't bad enough to have reached my radar. So that one did come as a surprise to me. But again, I don't pay super close attention to everything happening at all the other teams um so yeah that's that's been the week for the bruins it's it's very depressing right now yeah it wasn't it wasn't a pretty picture it wasn't no. it wasn't a pretty batch Mm-mm. a pretty batch of uh, of hockey it wasn't Mm-mm. entertaining um it was frustrating it was boring it, at times disappointing <laughs> boring was <laughs> yes was another good way of putting it, which I'd be fine with boring if you're winning, but when, yeah, I you're, guess. when you're boring <laughs> and you're letting the other team put up five spots and seven spots on you. Yep. Yeah. No good. No good. Uh, any other final thoughts about this this week, uh, Maria? I just want to go back to the Rangers game. Oh, yes. And just Jacob Truba <sighs> using weaponizing his stick that yeah not only was there no call yeah he gets a bullshit five thousand dollar fine yep now you know what i'm gonna sound like a homer but i don't care i am sick and tired mm-hmm. of it being open season yeah on a boston bruins player where it seems that the league and department of player safety chooses not to levy any type yep. of supplemental discipline when it involves a member of the Boston Bruins on the receiving end of this kind of garbage. Yep. There is no place in hockey the Truba to be swinging his stick in that manner at anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm flipping done with this. I know. You know what? Just mm-hmm. again, we're we're going back to the same old garbage yep. with this officiating. Ugh. The lack of ability to be consistent. Yep. And then think that coaches are going to be quiet. GMs <laughs> are going to be quiet. Players are going to be quiet. Fans yeah. are going to be quiet. It's garbage. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of the spicy craziness of this past week in terms of the on ice antics and things that have been happening. A lot of that has to do with uh, this season's officiating. I mean, I I don't know. I, I just feel like this year in particular, I don't know what's going on. If they just have a whole bunch of new guys, uh, you know, doing the officiating. In my mind, they let, they let in the Florida game, yeah, they let, oh. the officials let Florida take too many liberties yeah. early on. If they had just let McAvoy fight and be done with it, all that other extracurricular crap might not have occurred. Definitely. But you didn't do anything at the right time. Yes. So you had no tenor or pulse for the game. Right. Right. And then, you know, I had some, I don't know, I wouldn't go so far as to say I had high hopes, but I was so far impressed with player safety because of how serious they were taking all these hits to the head. It was, you know, doesn't matter what the intention was, doesn't matter if it was an, uh, an accident or not, you, 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 
you hit somebody in the head with a hit, shoulder, whatever, you sit. Here's a perfect example. I, you know, Truba has come out and he's like, basically said, oh, it was an accident or whatever. At First of all, uh, I disagree. But second of all, in the game of hockey, it doesn't matter necessarily what your intention was. There are plenty of times when a player, I mean, this happened last night. Uh, there was a, a high stick penalty called against the Bruins um, because somebody's, they just lost control of their stick a little bit and it went flying in the air and the toe bonked somebody in the face, right? That's lesson number one that you're teaching kids when they're playing the game of hockey. You are responsible for your stick at all times. You are responsible for keeping it below a certain level on your body. Your blade is supposed to be on the ice because it's a safety thing. And even if it was a mistake, if it goes rogue, I mean, unless it's follow through, that's like the only exception, then you you get a penalty and the fact that he didn't get a penalty like he got hit the head and 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 i know i know you're not a fan of these guys but i I was listening to the chicklets guy today and ryan whitney just railed like come on the nhl officiating how 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 did he not get his, his his question was how did he not get at least two games for that. Yes, it's a hit was to the head called on that. So, you know what? I just it's the same old hamster wheel. Yep. When when it comes yep. to the officiating and department of yep. player safety. Yep. All you see now, it's like maybe maybe they've reached a quota because now all you see right. when you go on the link to nhl.com, all you see is fine, 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 right. fine, fine. Right. Okay. What like what right. is happening here? I thought we were trying to avoid hits to the head. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, so that was extremely um disappointing. Um but so I digressed. I had to get No, no, you're 100% you. right. <laughs> you know, and and speaking of officiating not ha- you know, taking control over a game. Now, I got to tell you about this game because I know you've heard about this game, but I watched a, a really awesome explainer video of exactly what went down uh, between Florida and Ottawa. <laughs> now, uh, if you haven't heard, this game ended uh, the other night with Ottawa having only five players on their bench and Florida six players at the end of the game total. <laughs> so that is that is some old time hockey hilarious. Right there, right up my alley. Right now, the, the 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 big takeaway is there were 167 uh, penalty minutes in this game, uh, which is absolutely bonkers. But the video clip that's going around on social media right now, which is hilarious, is the official saying uh, everyone on the ice right now has a 10 minute game misconduct or whatever. And it's like, you got to get off the ice. Everybody who's on the ice right now, you got to get off the ice. And that's I, I always find that really hilarious when that happens. And the last time that I was watching a game where something kind of similar happened, it was uh, in the playoffs last season between New Jersey and New York. And it's, 
you know, you got like five minutes left in the game. It's getting really chippy. You just start sending guys off because if you keep them on, it's going to make things worse. Um, but the fact that he had to send off every player, uh, you know, it's one of those games, you know, it's already going to be high energy, high tension. You've got the Kachuk brothers watching or playing. Uh, Granny Kachuk was in the audience, which she's also now become this whole meme of disappointment. And I loved every second of that. Um, but basically, so it was already chippy to begin with. Uh, now, whether or not the referees could have really uh, done anything about that. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I didn't watch the, you know, I didn't watch the whole game highlights. So I don't know if if they actually could have done something done better. But basically, everything went sideways. Um, the game kind of, you know, started out fairly normally. Florida goes up two goals uh, on the power play. And the second goal ended up going under review for an offside. Apparently, this entire offside review went on forever and a day. And you got to watch this video. I'm putting the link in the show notes because it just is really, really great uh, breakdown. Um, after an eternity, because, you know, they probably had to call Toronto to get some help on this. Uh, Toronto determined that Bennett didn't actually have his stick on the puck when the puck crossed the blue line while... Kachuk was getting out of the zone to tag out to go back in. So if you can keep that straight, as it, that was the technicality. Okay, and so, uh, you know, they go on the power play and they scored another goal. And then that's when everything went to hell. So uh, highly recommend, again, this video. Hilarious. It just, it, it's, it's. Like you said, old-fashioned hockey for sure. <laughs> if, if you need a distraction from the week that was for the book, uh, I, I would recommend going yep. to take a look at uh, at this video, folks. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, the last two big pieces of news, obviously in terms of uh, personnel, I believe, was it today? Patrick Kane signed with Detroit. Hot off the presses. Hot off the press. minutes ago, posted yep. by NHL.com yep. on X. Patrick Kane signs a one-year $2.7 million, $2.75, excuse me, million-dollar contract with the Red Wings. Yep. He must see something there. There's something happening in Detroit. I don't know if anything's, whatever that something is, is going to happen this year. So maybe he's hoping to keep on playing. Um he is an older player. Uh, he's 35. With Yeah, with a new hip. Yeah, oh, God. Uh, he's younger than me, and <laughs> he has yeah. a new hip. Um, and then, yeah, Corey Perry. Uh, crazy. Wild. Who knows what's actually going on? I mean, you and I aren't going to take guesses and spread rumors no. but no we're we're not we're not we're not going to be trolls no and but just throw stuff out there yeah um to the detriment of of you know potentially hurting yeah. people who aren't even involved in the story but yeah. suffice it to say that if a team puts you on waivers <laughs> for the purpose of terminating your contract yeah then something bad has occurred. Yeah. 
And the most that we probably will ever actually hear, or at least for a long time, um, per their own GM, um, you know, there something happened that was unacceptable. There was an internal investigation and he basically was fired. And I have to say, considering um, what's happened in Chicago in recent years and, the in, you know, the news that's come out of Chicago and the cover-ups and stuff, I I have to say kudos to Chicago for taking something like this seriously and, and investigating whatever happened appropriately and taking action and following through on its own code of conduct because this is absolutely not something that they would have done. That's not something that they did or should have done 10 years ago wow. uh, with and Kyle Beach. Really, and I, Yeah, I don't want to give mm-hmm. them too much credit because they well, really but no still, they're, they're under, you know, yeah. they are under... Um, a huge microscope. Yes. They are trying to rebuild the reputation yeah. of their franchise, which they themselves tarnished. Yep. Um, but this is how you do it. Yeah. And so right. it says that they're taking it seriously and good for them, I guess. And the other <laughs> the other news that hit the, uh, the Blackhawks feed is that um, Taylor Hawks done for the season with right knee surgery. Yep. And yep. you want to talk about, you know, like you got to, you, you need to feel for mm-hmm. a, a, a guy like that. Yeah. You know, having gone from, you know, being, you know, a most valuable player, putting mm-hmm. a New Jersey Devil team um, on his proverbial back. Yeah. And then to see kind of the the little bit of, you know, downward slide in in his game and even some say his his attitude yeah um, but still um bad you know, luck he, he was he was brought in there he was brought into chicago along yeah. with nick felino and Corey perry <laughs> to help mentor and yeah. guide yeah. conor verdard now two of those guys are done yeah yep and it's unfortunate got, luck, yeah. especially, I mean, you know, I feel for, for Taylor Hall and that stinks. It feels like he just hasn't really been able to catch a break or have the career that he really deserved or should have had. So, you know, hopefully he has a good, clean, quick recovery and that he's able to come back next year. He's still in his early 30s, so, you know, he's got time to recover and come back and still be an impactful player and yeah, maybe... When he does come back, Chicago will be in a little bit of a better place and yeah, wishing him the best and hope it turns out fine for him. <laughs> and the other bit of news, um, which is also sad news, um, mm. former Bruins goaltender Andy Moog is um, battling cancer. Yep. Yeah. You know, just. Always sad news. Always sad. Yeah. Yep. We wish him uh we wish him the best yeah. in in addressing his um his issues, but we felt as as a former Bruin um that we needed to to me- mention that on on the pod. Absolutely. All right, Maria. Well, I think we've we've beaten this Oops, poor dead horse. Turtle, right? <laughs> There's always another game. Every game is a new game. game. Yeah. Every game's a new game. Wipe wipe the uh the slate clean. Yep. Um, fre- fresh start on Thursday. Yes. And and right uh, 
write this Boston Bruins ship. Absolutely. So join us for our game day chats uh, in our Discord. Follow us on our socials. Check out our show notes for all sorts of fun little things. But until next week, go bees. Enjoy the week, folks. Mm-hmm.